Welcome to the Luxuriously Fierce podcast. I'm May, intuitive writer, speaker, and founder of Wolf and Lindsay Co., where I guide you to step into your feminine power and live luxuriously. Luxury is yours. Where you find your passion, what you see beauty in, what ignites a fire within, what brings you peace. Step into my world, awaken untapped potential, illuminate your passion and purpose, and live luxuriously fierce. to another episode of the Luxuriously Fierce podcast. I am so excited today to have Steph Morris with me. Steph is a feminine embodiment coach who guides women to connect with their bodies and tap into the power of their feminine energy so that they can embody deep self-love and feel that magnetic energy within. I absolutely love this topic. Anything feminine energy just gets me so excited. I'm so happy to have Steph here. Steph, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here. Can you start just by telling us a little bit about your story, like where you were versus where you are now and how you got started in all of this and feminine embodiment coaching? Yeah, absolutely. So I got started and became, ended up being a coach through my own personal transformation journey. I really never set out to be a coach. And honestly, if you'd asked me even two years ago, I would have probably said, hell no, I don't want to be a coach because (laughs) of the misconceptions around what I thought coaching was. Um, But really, it's I've just been on this journey of self-discovery really for a long time. I've always sort of felt like something was missing in my life. Um, and felt kind of lost and out of place, even though I seemingly had all of the, you know, perfect things and the things that people want in life. I just always have had this feeling of something was missing. And I think that's part of the reason why I have moved countries. I've lived in four different countries, um, moved around quite a lot. And I think it's because I've always kind of been chasing this feeling of like, what's missing? What can I, what can I do to make myself feel like whole and feel good? Um, And it really came to a head a couple of years ago when I was going through some relationship challenges with my partner. Um, we're now engaged, so we, we worked it out, but it was due to this this growth journey. And I yeah, really just went on this went on this journey because I was feeling really burnt out um, from the work that I was doing. While I was loving the work that I was doing, I've been self-employed for five years. I just was hustling, feeling burnt out, like working crazy hours. Um, had absolutely no balance, spent, literally spent a day in bed every weekend because I was so exhausted and then did the same thing again the next week. And I just didn't realize or didn't know how I could get out of that and like what life could look like without this hustle, lack of balance um, lifestyle. So I went on this journey because I had to, because my relationship was crumbling and was like, I want to connect with myself. I'm going to, I'm going to discover who I am. I want to really get to know myself, but I had no idea what that meant or how I could do that. Um, or like literally anything, but I set this intention and what unfolded was just this beautiful journey where I discovered embodiment through hiring a coach. So i met somebody who online, who was sharing a message that resonated so deeply with me. And I was like, coaching, okay, this sounds scary. This is like three months. Do I want to work with somebody like that? This is terrifying. This is a lot of money, but I know I need it because I need to make a change in my life. And that was such a pivotal moment for me because it really just opened a door to a world that I didn't know existed. And from that point, there was no turning back. I feel like I entered this new world of doing and living and being different and I was not about to go back to my old hustle and burnout ways. This journey um, through hiring a coach myself and discovered embodiment, discovered connecting with my body and it really just it really just changed everything for me and that was the point where I was like I need to share this with other women and I need to 
really just spread this and show other women that there is another way and we get to live this beautiful life tapped into our feminine energy um, and we could actually have more by doing less and by being more and that was just a huge like holy shit moment of really but it's true um and yeah that's essentially how how I got here I love that so much and I absolutely resonate with your story of hustling hustle 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 and then needing to take the entire weekend and spend an entire day in bed just to rest because you've just been so busy and using up all of your energy that you know there's nothing left you're completely depleted and we've really we've been programmed to do that that's the way of our society and for whatever reason you know busy and being you know overworked and overachieving it's rewarded Mm. it's a coping mechanism that is rewarded in our society and it's just it's absolutely ridiculous to me and when i first learned about feminine energy and the you know the difference between feminine energy and masculine energy and the balance and the alignment I was I just remember being so blown away like you said that you can have more by working less by hustling less and by being more yourself Mm, I just love that so much so for anyone who's like what the fuck is feminine embodiment and feminine energy? I don't understand. Can you explain a little bit about what that is and what all of that means? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So there's sort of, to feminine embodiment, there's two parts. First of all, we obviously have to understand um, masculine and feminine energies. So I work with the, the feminine. So with masculine, masculine is all around the structure. It's around kind of more of that go, 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 like get shit done, you know, I'm going to go out and work, align with my vision, leading, taking the charge, like going for it. Um, it's typically more of the like penetrative energy. So like going for it, which I feel like a lot of women definitely resonate with that because masculine tendencies are definitely more celebrated in our society. Um, and then the feminine is all around being and being in this receiving energy and the feminine is love and more just going with the flow and being receptive and being being led in some ways and with the feminine there's more chaos and there can be more of that um quote unquote mess but it's a beautiful chaotic mess if that makes sense and it's not (laughs) something it's not something to be afraid of it's just our full expression and the feminine is really the feeling so i like to explain it as if you think about your foot placing your awareness on your foot is the masculine, like the awareness piece is masculine, but then actually feeling. So say you like, you know, touched your foot and you could feel that pain, that feeling part is the feminine essence of that. So everybody has the masculine and feminine within us. It has nothing to do with gender. We all have those energies within us. And it's really just, once you understand it, you can really come to play with it and create this polarity within yourself and have this really beautiful, beautiful balance. And I I truly believe that the more in balance we are and the more we can be living in our healthy masculine and our healthy feminine, just everything can change and in how we feel. But most importantly as well, in relationships, like we are all on this planet and pretty much every single person is seeking to have an incredible relationship with another human being regardless of gender everybody wants that apart from you know like maybe a handful of people but everybody is desiring that so by understanding these dynamics it can really help us to call in Um, a partner who we actually is aligned with what we want and our desires and then really create this deep beautiful partnership um, because we are creating that polarity within the relationship which means more chemistry more attraction more amazing sex all of those things which we all want but we um, we're just not really taught about this stuff as well so that's um, I could go off on a rant on that for a while but that's the feminine and the masculine I mean, I can go down that route if you want. I, I love talking about it because it's yeah, really just... Yeah, absolutely. That, I was, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, what is my next question on this going to be? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so basically to to share context on that, and and that was the piece that got that really like hooked me in, into this because 
I was, from my own perspective, I was working in my partner's business for a long time. Um, and we would work together. We work together all day. We both work from home. We see each other. And it got to this point for us where there was literally like zero attraction, zero chemistry between us, yet we loved each other deeply and wanted to be with each other. But when that chemistry kind of dies and when there's no attraction and you're not wanting to like have sex with each other, you kind of like, shit, are we gonna be together or is this just kind of done? But so I went on this journey and I, I started to learn about this feminine energy. And what I realized was that I was so heavily in my masculine um, and in work and then at home. Um, and he was then more in his feminine energy um, if not at times in his masculine as well, that there was literally this like repulsion between us because we were both operating from that same energetic space. Um, and if I think back, like I, my poor partner, he, he actually couldn't even like touch me during the week as in he would want to come over and cuddle. And I was just like, no, like I'm working, I'm too busy. I've just got to get shit done. And I couldn't even like fathom having like cuddles or like being sweet and soft. And he was like, where's this like sweet stuff that I fell in love with all these years ago. And I was just like, nah, I'm all about work. Um, and that's like, not, that's not healthy, but I didn't really know an, another way. And it was through, um, really through this, yeah, through the journey, through understanding feminine energy and really learning that as a woman, our feminine energy is our fucking superpower. Like it is so beautiful. It is where our power lies. If we can operate in the beautiful feminine that exists within us. Um, but things like showing our emotion and really letting our hearts open and letting those walls down, I think is really hard for so many people to do. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing, and this is what so many people don't even realize if you're in a relationship and you want to get that, that feminine and masculine dynamic between you in balance because your sex life is gonna like explode because there's this attraction and it's not even a sexual thing it's just an energetic thing you know when you walk into a room and somebody's like oh like you know there's a guy or a girl or whatever and you really feel that energy well if they're super in their masculine and you're you're feminine there's just that natural like attraction between you like two magnets like being pulled in together so um that was an absolute game changer for me and personally me and my partner were almost um we were almost gonna have to break up it was it was just at that point and um now we're engaged and we have the best relationship we've ever had so this shit works um i'm a testament to that and i've even got him into this work so it's uh transformational I love that you've gotten your partner into this work and thank you for sharing that story. That's very vulnerable of you and a very personal story. So thank you for inviting us into that. Everything that you just said made me think of like the honeymoon period of a relationship where you, you meet someone new, you start this relationship and then, you know, everything's really great. You're so like madly in love with each other and you know, nothing about this other person bothers you. They can do no wrong. You know, and then you start to settle into the relationship and suddenly you're just like turned off by them. You don't want to cuddle anymore. You are feeling less and less sexual attraction. You are essentially in too much in the masculine. And so do you think that there's like a correlation between the feminine masculine energy and moving through a relationship like kind of like the ebbs and flows of a relationship like the honeymoon period versus when you become more settled and you know I once heard someone say when that honeymoon phase is over you know you have to have something to hold on to mm -hmm. right that honeymoon phase is not going to be something that lasts forever um, unless you make a conscious effort to to do so and so there has to be something that mm -hmm. you love about this person you know you have to be attracted to one another and so do you think that there's like a correlation between these energies and embodying these energies and understanding these energies and moving through the ebbs and flows of a relationship I definitely think so um I can only speak from my personal experience but when I look at now understanding the masculine and feminine dynamics 
I can look at other people's relationships and when people, friends or family kind of share with me things, I always just think, oh, this is a classic, classic case of being out of balance with the energies. And it's actually the masculine and feminine dynamics. It's quite complicated. Like there's a lot more to it. And this, the way I've explained it is a simplified version, but I really believe if people understood it, it could really could change the fate of a lot of relationships um because so for instance when i look at my relationship when me and jay met he was all like leading and taking charge he would plan dates and take me out and surprise me and it was all amazing and i just got to kind of flow and like not make any decisions just kind of go along for the ride and i absolutely love that like i feel like everybody <laughs> would kind of love that just going with the flow and you know like i'll let him choose what we're going to eat for dinner and all of that kind of stuff and then as we got into the relationship we realized that my strength is planning um, i'm very organized i'm great with details i love to plan trips i love to plan everything so that became the norm in our relationship that i would plan everything and have to tell him where to be and what to do and like if we're going on a trip I'd have to like tell him to be there an hour before because he was always late because it really, the masks come off when you've been together for a while and then you start to see each other's strengths. So it's like in our relationship, it was like, well, Steph's better at planning. So let her just do that. But it got to this point where I was leading everything. Like I took charge, I led, I was doing it all. And he got to be the receptive flowy one of like, just tell me where to go and I'll be there. Um, and it really wasn't until I understood that I was in my masculine in the relationship and he was in his feminine. And then I started to resent that because I was like, I want to be in that space, but I didn't know how. And I thought, well, I'm good at leading and I'm good at planning and taking charge. So maybe that's just the way it is. But that's the lesson that there's been for me is getting to that place of surrender and giving up the control and going with the flow because there's so much beauty in that that is such a freaking huge life lesson i think for so many just being able to seriously give up control because when we try and control things um it's just this is not the way life works <laughs> being able to surrender and go with that so in my relationship as well and sharing with jay like you know, I want you to plan things and I want you to take control and I'm happy to go with the flow. Um, and the biggest thing that I have discovered recently is that I actually don't like to plan as much as I thought I did. It's because I, I need to feel like somebody's in control. And if that person isn't the other person I'm with, then I'll just be like, it's me, I'll do it because I'm good at it. But that's not actually my natural state. And I would much prefer to in life, just kind of go with the flow and, and allow somebody else to, to kind of lead um, and me just like show up and be there, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And it's actually really interesting because as you were speaking, the, the thing that I was going to say next was that, you know, if you, you were saying that you've you know, thought that you really enjoyed planning and making all the plans and just kind of telling your partner where to be and when to be there and that was your strength. What I was going to say is that that masculine energy is your strength. And I was going to ask, you know, how do you balance in that feminine energy when your strength is in the masculine? But then <laughs> you totally, you just said, oh, I don't actually like that as much as I thought I did. Um, so I think that's really interesting. I'm, and now I'm, I'm sitting here like reflecting on my own relationships and being like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> But, um, so this masculine embodiment that you were experiencing, the planning and putting all like the structures into place that you thought you loved, would you still consider that a strength? Like, I'm trying to think of how I would word this in a well phrased question. Because this thing that you thought was your strength and you thought that you really loved and worked for so long in your relationship, as you started to embody more feminine energy, you realized, hey, I don't really like this as much as I thought I did. Like, I'm good at it, but mm. that doesn't mean I love it. And so yeah. just finding and understanding that balance between being good at something but not really loving it 
and the the masculine energy aspect of that versus the feminine energy mm. just all yeah. the ebbs and flows are very it is so interesting, interesting. so it, interesting because my I question think... was going to be like how what do you how did you feel you know moving into that feminine energy when clearly this masculine energy planning and strategy was mm -hmm. your strength but then you turned it around on me and said oh i don't like that <laughs> Well, that's a more recent part of my journey where I've discovered that I think because I'm more comfortable in my feminine now that I'm starting to see like it's been, you know, a year, a year and a half since I've been playing with this, that I'm starting to see, I'm questioning things more, you know, like we grow up and we think that we're a certain way or we think that we love certain things, but we can then start to deconstruct and realize that maybe actually that's because we thought that's what we needed to do or like the shoulds of society. So I think it's just that evolution of questioning. Um, I've just realized recently that in, and I'm more referring to things like planning. So I love like leading in my business and like, you know, taking charge in that respect, in that area, but more in relationships from that side, I've really realized like if I'm going for dinner with a friend, I prefer them to plan it. If I'm going out with my partner, I prefer him to like, make plans and for me to be able to be in my feminine by just showing up and just being in that softer space and not having to be worry about the details and not worrying about being on time and not worrying about all of these things that I used to stress so heavily about like going for a date used to be stressful because I'd have to plan it we'd have to be on time then if I was five minutes late I'd have to call a restaurant like all these freak out things which are so so unnecessary um but now I'm just in a place of trusting so much more like actually understanding and embodying what it means to really just trust and go with the flow and know that everything works out perfectly in the end, even when it seems like it's a complete shit show at the time, just trusting like it's all going to be fine. Um, but it's, it is a journey and I see a lot, it is about finding that balance. So a lot of people, there are a lot of people who are um, in the feminine embodiment or feminine energy space and it looks like it's all flow and it looks like it's all fun. And I don't think that's quite it. Like it really is about finding that balance. And we do get to, we do get to be in our masculine and we do get to be in our feminine also. It's really just finding like what works for us, what feels good um, and, and figuring out that balance. But it was really hard at first because it was such a change for me. So actually stepping into my feminine um, and slowing down and allowing myself to connect with my feelings and really with like how do I actually feel like what's actually going on with me right now um that was a challenge and especially in the relationship because it was like I had to get to this new place of surrender um and letting the walls down that I had built up that I didn't realize were there I only realized they were there because there was lack of intimacy in our relationship. Um, and, oh, just thinking back to the way it used to be. It's just, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not there anymore. I mean, yeah, it's fucking struggle. <laughs> One thing that I really love that you said was about communicating with your partner and understanding what the other one needed in that moment and what kind of energy they were focusing on and where they needed to find a little bit more balance and you know energy is meant to ebb and flow it's it's what it does and like you were saying in the beginning of your relationship you were very much in the feminine and then as your relationship moved forward you became a little bit more in the masculine and now you're finding your feminine balance once again and so can you talk a little bit about communicating that in a relationship and what that might look like Maybe even a way, like if someone doesn't understand the masculine and feminine ebbs and flows of our relationships in terms of that energy, what would communicating with your partner look like? Mm, that's a good question. And it really depends on the, like, it depends on each person's relationship, but it honestly started with um, me taking the lead and me showing up in a way that's I knew I needed to and that felt good to me and then evoking that response from my partner um, because I tried the whole I've learned this new thing and you need to do this and you should do this and it's going to solve all your problems that whole pushy 
controlling um unhealthy kind masculine of, yes <laughs> <laughs> i i tried that and i feel like so many people um oh we've all been there i think definitely definitely that was a huge thing for me because i i felt like i'd understood and and really opened my eyes to this whole new world and i wanted my partner to experience this and i was like this will solve all our problems like this will be great that's not reality of, of the situation but i realized and I had to get to this point where I was like, I am okay with whatever the outcome is. All I can do is control how I show up. So I'm going to make sure in our, in our relationship that I am, you know, at a time where we're going to hang out in the evening or we're going to, you know, have dedicated time, I'm going to be responsible for trying to show up as best I can in my feminine energy, which is flowing and receptive and being there is love and not controlling and not um, putting pressure and all of those things that I definitely used to do. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it was really demonstrating and doing, doing the work on myself. Um, it's definitely not an easy thing to be like, I've understood this, I'm embodying it. And now my relationship's just gonna, you know, hit a switch and we're all good for me. It, and for so many it's figure it out for yourself. Um, and inspire through like the action and through your own transformation and change. And then that will then for the masculine, they'll be inspired by that. And that will then kind of invite them into wanting to learn more about it. Hopefully not always, but hopefully. So it really, um, it really didn't start with the communication because I think it's quite a hard thing to try and communicate and it's much better for people to kind of see and feel a change. Um, and that's then going to inspire them to, to want to learn more and open that conversation. I love that so much. Like be in your true energy and your partner will match that or maybe not. And that would be very unfortunate maybe, but, <laughs> um, I love that just, and that opens up a whole conversation about really how important it is to know yourself and understand yourself and love yourself and be one with yourself before you can be with someone else. hundred percent. That's the, that's the forever journey though, isn't it? It is. I feel like, you know, we don't just know ourselves one time. Like you don't just learn about yourself. You know, I'm going to spend this whole month learning about myself and diving deep into my soul and what it is I truly desire in this lifetime. And then you're done. Like, it doesn't work like that. You know, we as people are always growing and learning and shifting and we enter new phases of our life. And when that happens, we have to go back and say, okay, this is what used to work. This is how I used to be. This is what I used to love. And do I still feel that same way about these things? Like, how have I changed? How have I grown? How have I shifted? And we really have to be always making sure that we're in alignment with ourselves. And I think it's really, it can be really difficult for people. And I remember a time in my life where I just wanted to be in one state all the time. I didn't want to learn anything more about myself. <laughs> I was done <laughs> moving through all of this stuff. And now I'm like, ooh, growth, where? Like, I'm like chasing it now. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> But in, when you're in a relationship and you're, you know, you're, and you enter into these new phases in your personal life, like individually, and then with that other person, do you have any kind of tips or, you know, what would you say to someone who comes to you and says, I'm moving through this new phase and I think my partner's through, moving through this new phase and how do we navigate this together? Mm. I think the biggest thing is um, focus on, you've got to focus on yourself first and focus on your own growth and just be okay with wherever your partner's at. Um, obviously in a relationship, it is important that you are both growing. Otherwise, one of you tends to outgrow the other um, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be doing that at the same rate. So I think it's really getting clear individually, like at what point would you like, where would the line in the sand be? Right. Because if you're like growing and it's been two years and your partner's kind of growing, but at a different rate, it's like, 
maybe you're maybe you're willing to wait a couple of years or however long it takes to get to this point where you both um, feel like you're in this amazing place together. But I really think all you can control is yourself and your own personal journey and how you respond to the other person. Um, so I think, yeah, it's just about figuring out where's the line in the sand for you, but then also supporting your partner um, on the journey because it is messy and it can be really hard, especially if you're both growing at rapid rates. It really depends on, there's so many different scenarios that it, it, that you could be in, but focus on yourself and your growth first. Um, don't try and um, mold the other person into something that you think they should be because that would kind of be probably doing the opposite of what you're trying to do for yourself. You know, we can we can start to feel like enlightened and we've figured out this way and then want our partner to like mold into that same um, vision that we have, but that's just not reality. So I think support is just the biggest thing as well, support and communication. Um, but I know it, I know the communication piece can be, can be tricky. Um, biggest thing for me that I discovered um, was to communicate in a way of I feel. So how is it making you feel and how um, do you, yeah, how do you feel in, in communication rather than you always do this or why do you do that? Um, I used to do that a lot. I think most people learn to communicate in that way. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah, it's just being supportive though. I think that's the biggest thing, like supporting your partner or whoever it is, like, and being like, I'm going to support them no matter what. And it's going to be messy. Like growth is messy. Relationships are messy too. And there's always going to be ebbs and flows um, and challenges. But the challenges are there to test you really and to either strengthen the relationship or it'll be the thing that you discover, you know what, maybe this isn't the right relationship. And it's obviously not as easy as that. Um, but I think, yeah, it's just a, it's a beautiful time and just seeing those challenges and those ebbs as um, an opportunity for immense growth, because that is always what comes out um, from those challenges is beautiful. Either, yeah, either it's not going to work out. Um, and that's better to know that, right? It's better to know if you guys aren't on the same path or if you want something different than to kind of be unhappy or just going on this path that isn't really aligned with you. So, yeah. That's basically all I have to say on that one. But it's um, it's hard. It's hard. But it's an adventure of life. It is the adventure of life. And I think I could probably guess your answer to this. But for the single people out there, in terms of like ba balancing the masculine and the feminine, I would guess that you would say work on yourself. But <laughs> um in, in elaborating on that, like, what does that mean to work on yourself and to be, you know, we always hear people say you should be comfortable being alone. You should be comfortable being single before you can, you know, really give yourself to someone else or really be or, you know, an, an energetic match to a really beautiful aligned relationship. So for anybody who is listening to this and they're like, well, I'm single, I'm single AF. And um, what would you say to them? Mm. That's such a that's such a great question. And I think while I definitely agree with that, like if you are single, the best thing you can do is to to work on yourself. Um, it doesn't have to be that way. So you don't have to be like, I'm in this perfect place and I've done all this growth because honestly, I think it's probably harder for those people because they have such deep awareness that sometimes that can, sometimes that could maybe close the door on somebody that you could grow with. Um, but it really depends what you want. I mean, me and, me and my partner met when I was a different person. I was 24 um, and there's a 15 year age gap between us. So he was 38 at the time um, and I was a different person. And was I, if I was to date now, um, I think it would be a very, very different game because yes, I know myself at this deeper level, um, but it would have closed off the opportunity that I would have had to meet my partner now, if that makes sense, because um, I see things differently. So I think working on yourself, the reason why it's important is because for people who maybe always, you know, typical scenarios, I always find the bad guy or I'm always dating the same kind of guy. And that's because we are repeating patterns 
um, from learned behaviors through childhood. So it's that's the important piece. It's not even necessarily about the you discovering yourself. Yes, that's important. And the reason why is so that you can discover the patterns that you keep in, um, reenacting in relationships. So it's more if you're, you know, constantly, yeah, just meeting somebody who they're just not the right kind of person, or you're seeing patterns in the type of um, person that you go for, that's where it's great to be like, ah, okay, so there must be something that I'm looking for subconsciously um, in a partner that is playing out um, patterns through childhood. And just on this, a couple of books, if I can recommend, which I've literally binged all the relationship books out there. The two that literally game-changing for me, Getting the Love You Want by Harville Hendricks and Helen, I can't remember her last name, game-changing. And the other one is Attached. So Attachment Styles um, really both help you to understand the kind of partner that you look for. Um, and it's really all about um, filling a void that we've created as childhood. So having our partner meet the needs our parents couldn't meet. And it's just fascinating um, to really understand that. So those two books, Attached and Getting a Love You Want, I would recommend every single person read those books um, because it's so insightful to learn about yourself, but what you are looking for in a partner and the reasons why. You are the third person to um, recommend the book Attached. Like you're the third person I've heard say in the last couple of weeks to um, to read that book. So I'm going to have to go get it because clearly, <laughs> clearly <laughs> the universe is like, you need to read this book. Um but I really love what you said about closing doors on people versus recognizing this pattern of people that you go for, people that you're attracted to, because I'm just sitting here thinking like, just, just to share a little bit of a personal story here. Just recently, I moved back to Canada from Korea and like right before I left, um, like right before I came back to Canada, I got a message from one of my exes and prior to that message I received from him and it was just like a simple like hey how are you message um that prior to that message we hadn't spoken in like 11 years nine years or 11 years or something like that and I just remember being like you know at that time it was kind of like you know I don't mind having uh not not relationship but you know, talking to any of my exes, you know, I don't hate them. I have no, you know, negative things to say about them. We were different people in that time. We've grown, moved on, you know. Um, and, you know, if I see, if I see one of my exes on the street, I'm not like, oh my God, run the other way. You know, I'll say, hi, how are you? And have a conversation. And, and so totally my fault. I opened that door and was like, hey, like, I'm good. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. And then, <laughs> no you know it turned into a conversation about the weather like oh it's gonna it's gonna storm here and I'm like I'm literally on the opposite side of the world from you like I don't care that you're gonna get a snowstorm um and also if that's you know that's the depth of conversation that you're giving me clearly you have not grown and I remember feeling like really proud of myself being able to recognize like because there was a time where I would have been like oh yeah the weather's nice over here (laughs) and I would have like continued the super very obviously boring and lacking depth conversation um and then a few months later he sent me a hey you message and I just blocked him and so it was It was just like, you know, I've, it was really, it was a profound moment because it was me like recognizing that I have clearly grown a lot and he clearly has not. Mm. Like he's obviously still looking for this quite literally the same, (laughs) the same person, you know, it wasn't just a pattern of people that you go for. He's quite literally looking for the same person. Um, but I'm not that person. Yeah. And just like being able to recognize how much I've grown and how much he hasn't it was like such a profound moment. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Incredible. I was pretty proud of myself. I'm not going to lie. 
<laughs> but also I've, you know, over the years, I've really just been like done with people. Um, yeah. So I really love that you spoke on closing the doors versus seeing that pattern of people that you go for, because really the first step in awareness is to recognize that pattern be like, yeah, I, you know, I always go for the bad boy or I always, you know, date the wild one or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. And then being able to look at that and go, why do I do that? What am I missing? Or what have I been missing? What am I looking for in this person? Um, and so this comes back to being in your true energy and really like knowing and loving yourself so that you can be aware of what you're looking for in a partner and find a partner that matches that energy and someone that you can grow with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people, they think they know what they want, but then if you look at who they're attracting in, they're completely different things and then they're confused. And that shows that there's more digging to do um, with ourselves. Like if you're calling in somebody who's like, yeah, I don't want that, but that's the same person that you keep calling in, that's like similar kind of person. Um, it just shows that there's discovery work and there's always more discovery and learning and depth that we can go with ourselves. Um, but really, I think relate the relationship piece of life is to me, that's like the biggest incentive to want to um, really discover who I am at my core, because I think for me, it was like, oh, I really want, you know, I really want a deep, intimate, loving relationship. Yeah, I wasn't going there with myself. Um, so how can I have somebody take me there and go there with me when I'm not comfortable going to those depths with myself? Um, so that was really game changing for me once I um, could take myself there first. I think that's really powerful and it's really important because it is something that I think a lot of people struggle with is like, we want this, we want that, we want this person to do this thing or to be like this, but we don't do that for ourselves. And I feel like that's it's really difficult for a lot of people to uncover that shadow and to dive into learning about themselves and uncovering the things that they maybe don't necessarily like about themselves. Or, you know, when you start to look at, you know, I always attract the bad boy. Why do I always attract the bad boy? Why do I look for that kind of person? What am I missing? And then you start diving into potentially some pain or trauma that you've experienced or you know the root of why you follow these patterns can be really painful for people and so I think it's really it's really yeah. important and it's really powerful when you do that work yourself and again this just comes back to learning about yourself and loving yourself and being one with your true your truest being and your truest self for anybody who is like okay, how do I do this? How do I embody my feminine energy? How do I learn all of these things? How do I become one with my true self? Mm. What guidance would you give them? Well, first of all, I'd say set the intention um, and be open to doing that. So that's really where it started for me and what I recommend to my clients as well is you have to, you have to get clear on the intention and it can be as simple as, I want to discover who I really am. I want to get to know myself better. And the path for each person is going to look very different. But when you're open to that, you'll start to, um, things will start to unfold for you and you'll start to see, okay, this is the right next step for me. But really, um, I think journaling is an incredible self-awareness tool. Yeah. That was so <laughs> powerful for me. Um, I know some people, you know, don't, some people don't resonate with it, but I honestly think for everybody, it's such a great step. It's a great first step. And then as you continue on and go deeper, it's just really incredible. Um, but really what's important is this is where the embodiment piece comes in is really getting to know your whole self and your body, but tapping beyond, um, going beyond the mental level. So we have our mental, emotional, physical, and, um, energetic bodies. And 
a lot of a lot of work or growth we're seeing these days is all around mindset and strengthening your mental capacity which is great and that is super important but there's more to us than our minds there's more than the neck up in a human um in a body and really when we can go into our physical body or into our emotional and then energetic body that's where we can get really really deep um with what's living within there because our body is like our subconscious and stores all of this data and stores all of the memories and stores um you know experiences and trauma and so on and so if we can tap into the body we can start to uncover um what is living there what is blocking us and really keeping us stuck because it literally is stopping energy from flowing through our body um by living in our the trauma that lives in our bodies and so diving into the body piece and it can start as simply as moving your body um moving your body in an intuitive way and this is kind of hard to do at first because you you don't know how to do this but putting on my favorite practice and I tell everybody to do this is pull out your yoga mat put some music on um close your eyes turn the lights off and start to ask your body how your body want like body how do you want me to move and start to see how your body wants to move and if you do this practice um every day you'll start to notice that things come up for you feelings emotions it can even be memories or you know thoughts conversations that you've had and you can start to really tap into how you're feeling around this and really go deep with that um and not only is it a great embodiment practice but by being um being led intuitively by our body by tapping into our feelings and um just flowing in that way that is a beautiful one of the most beautiful feminine energy practices that we can do um just having time where it's not scheduled there's no agenda there's no goal we're not trying to achieve something it's having that time to be with ourselves lead intuitively connect with our intuition and just see how am i feeling and maybe you spend 10 minutes doing that and you you know there's no big aha moment there's no big release that is perfect that doesn't need to be and i think that's something that we struggle with as a society as well is like always having to achieve something or like focus on the destination i've got to get there i've got to go here there's got to be a purpose to it otherwise it's not productive um and that is not the point it's the feminine is all around just being in the flow connecting with the feeling um and the embodiment piece is so important to really getting to know yourself because if you um if you're just at that mental level you're missing out on so much of yourself as a human being there is so much wisdom that our bodies have and for me once i discovered that once i learned that that changed everything for me and i started to love myself and my body in this whole other way because i realized my body was more than a vehicle to get me from room to room and it's not just about how it looks in a bikini or how i look on a certain day our bodies are these incredible incredible wise tools that we can use to create a life of ease and to really tap into deep self love that every human being has and was born with um but then things happened and it uh we kind of go on this this journey and then as adults we want to go on this remembering journey because we already know everything that we're seeking we already know how to do we already know what it feels like to be loved and to have our open hearts um and how to breathe properly and so on it's just remembering that because we were born with those abilities. I love that so much. There like we are so multifaceted and it like it fascinates me. I love it so much because this is just the tip of the iceberg. Like you can say to someone, you know, this is how you embody the feminine and it seems like really simple. But then it's not. <laughs> you 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 start talking about the physical body, the energetic body, the mental body, the emotional body and then you're bringing up pain and trauma, you're talking about the chakras, you're talking about um body wisdom and how to come back into that empowerment and it just there's so many doors, there's so much growth and it's so 
beautiful. It's so beautiful. And I have been loving every second of learning all about feminine embodiment. It's been something that I've been working on and learning more about just recently. So another reason I was really excited to have you here. Um, But I think it is really important for people to know that it's not a quick fix. You know, like you said, if you're sitting on your yoga mat and asking your body, body, what do you need right now? And you don't have this profound moment of realization. A lot of people will go, oh, this doesn't work for me. And it's like, no, you've got to give it a little bit of time. You know, you're not going to have a profound moving moment every single time, but that's part of the work and it's going to be hard. And so you've got two choices. You stay where you are or you move through the hard and embody your highest self and you come home to yourself. I love that. Okay, Steph, I have one last question for you. (laughs) (laughs) And that is, I ask all my guests, what does luxuriously fierce mean to you? I love that question. And I love the word luxurious. I feel like that ties in so well with the feminine. And I, I love that I'm seeing this talked about more, but luxuriously fierce. Um, to me, that means living a life that I fucking love, <laughs> that feels amazing, where I'm radiating confidence. And that is total luxury, which I think luxury can be defined in, individually. And it probably means something different to um, every every human. But Absolutely. really, I feel like living, that means like living in our power. Um, and I really believe as well, I believe that we can have it all, but that doesn't mean that we have to do it all. Um, and definitely not on our own. We get to create um, a life of our dreams where we can have many different things, many different passions, all of the different things that we dream of and desire, um, but with a team, with a village around us. And um, it's a very beautiful, beautiful thing. I love that so much because luxury is different for every single person. And that is the core of my brand. And so I love that you said that. Thank you for saying that. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. And the love whole, that. the feminine, the feminine energy is really something that I'm learning more about personally and working on embodying that and bringing that into luxuriously fair sin. So I just, I love that answer so much. Oh, amazing. Love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I have loved every second of this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I could talk all day. I've loved this. So thank you. (laughs) 